Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Great to God. Got my clock. Blessed are the brief. They'll be asked back. Hallelujah. So uh, thanks for coming this morning. What was the temperature this morning? Is it? But warmer than the last couple of days, right? Yeah, because I've been watching Buffalo, New York on <laughs> online. This one guy goes, this is my car right here. And there's no cars. It's a snowbank. So that was so cool. Anyway, so hallelujah. Um, my name is Dana Schrader. And my husband, Lonnie Schrader, and I, we pastor in uh, Thousand Oaks, California. It was about 40 minutes north of Los Angeles. And now also in Santa Barbara, California, which is about an hour and a half up the coast. Hallelujah. So, uh, yeah, my husband was born in Oklahoma, and he went to Rama. I was born in Kansas, actually, and raised in St. Louis, and uh, we both we met at Rama. And so then after we got married, the Lord drop-kicked us out to California. And so we look at California as a mission field. Hallelujah. As every state should be looked at. Amen. And so uh, we are very thankful for being in the state of California. It produced uh, three, well, it wasn't the source of it, but three moves of God have come through that state. Hallelujah. And we have great unction about the future of the state regarding the move of God. Hallelujah. So um, I'm getting ready to preach. And so what I would ask is that you would do a little action of faith with me. And that way you can get the most out. Don't read my dress. Stop it. So I bought this dress because I thought it was funky looking. But then people are coming up. I see the word chicken on your dress. I'm like, you know, you're really not supposed to be reading my dress. And uh, to build it in so that, you know, people look at my body while I'm preaching, that's not great. Anyway, so uh, anyway. And it's weird. Different people see different things. Now everyone's reading. Okay, fine. So anyway, uh, hallelujah. So I would ask for a little uh, step of faith here because obviously you can see I need it. Hallelujah. So that you hear me over my dress. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I would ask everyone to lift one hand in faith, and I'm going to pray a prayer. Just let your heart agree with this. Father, we magnify the name of Jesus, the name above every name, and we pray in accordance with Ephesians 6, 19 and 20. We ask that you would grant to me unction this morning. We ask that you'd open my mouth to make known the mystery like it ought to be made known with all boldness. We ask that my love would abound. And we ask that the preaching and the teaching would be with a demonstration of the spirit and of power. Now, if you believe that, go ahead and lift the other hand. And I know this might be unusual. Lift both hands and give him a shout. Hallelujah, Lord! <clears throat> cool. Glory to God. Good shouters. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, I'm going to talk about a little bit different subject here, but uh, that's what you got. Anyway, so hallelujah. And you're just talking about Thanksgiving. My husband and I, we love Plymouth, Massachusetts. So that's like where the pilgrims landed or whatever. And so like around Thanksgiving, like we're believing God to go back there around Thanksgiving because the whole town freaks out. They're like, Thanksgiving! And even though this is like a satanic symbol, I didn't know anything else. But uh, they're like yeah thanksgiving rocks and they're they're so violent about thanksgiving it's hilarious and the people are walking around dressed like pilgrims and stuff so it's like thanksgiving rocks anyway so hallelujah so uh, happy thanksgiving we're getting ready to go for it hallelujah 
Carbohydrate Festival. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can we have a low-carb holiday? I don't know. Anyway, so hallelujah. So uh, I'm going to talk about the subject of speaking in other tongues. So uh, a, a minister that we follow very closely, uh, Reverend Kenneth E. Hagan, he put out a book after he's dead. That's amazing. Anyway, <laughs> he's like Elvis. He's still putting stuff out. Anyway, <coughs> and this book is called Tongues Beyond the Upper Room. And uh, he has an opening statement in that book that said, if the subject of speaking in tongues can be shared scripturally, sanely, and reasonably, anyone, anywhere would speak in tongues. Right. Hallelujah. And so but there's a lot of excess in the subject, a lot of mysticism, a lot of goofiness. And uh, so we're just going to give you the scriptures today. And this benefit, which is not uh, like people are like, well, I'm saved, but I don't speak in tongues, you know. Like being saved is, you know, the car, and speaking in tongues is like the floor mats. No, it's not. Uh, it is part of the actual engine. Hallelujah. And Pastor Bruce and Mary Ann were just prophesying about the coming of the Lord, that we're getting ready to wrap up the dispensation where people get to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Like you go to heaven, Isaiah's going to be like, what was that like, dude? Because it was before this dispensation. And then when we go to meet Jesus, uh, that's the end of that dispensation. But there are tremendous, just like factual, clinical uh, things that happen when you speak in tongues. So first of all, we need to see that it's scriptural. So uh, I don't know if you want to go with me on this here. We can go ugh, really fast. Eh, okay, John 20, 22, go real quick. Now this is after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I love the movie, The Passion of the Christ, but you know, it stopped right when he raised. I'm like, oh, excuse me? So um, John 20, 22. Mel Gibson might be working on a new one now, I heard, but, you know, I went to go see The Passion of the Christ, and I was in the lobby buying all these snacks, you know, I'm like, eh. And then Pastor Ray was with me, and he goes, you're not going to eat those snacks in there. I go, why? With The Passion of the Christ. We still have to go through, you know, the Christmas story and stuff, don't we? He goes, no. And as soon as we get in there, dude, we're at the Garden of Gethsemane, and I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so the whole thing, dude, was from the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, to the cross. And I got these snacks, you know. And I looked over at Pastor Ray, he goes, I told you. And so anyway, so then at the end of the movie, you know, like I read the end of the book, and Jesus rises, you know, and he's like, oh, and he's like this, you know, and then boom, it's the end of the movie. And I'm like, what? What happened there? Anyway, so because there's more to the story. Come on, come on. Dude, there's like way more to the story. Even if we look at Jesus after the death, burial, and resurrection, it's funkorama. Like the Bible's using weird words like, he appeared this way, and he appeared in another form. What form? Was he a jello pudding pop? What's happening here? Because after the death, burial, and resurrection, everything is different. And we go from the cross to the throne. Hallelujah. And so anyway, uh, so John 20, 22. Let's look at that real quick. John 20, 22. Uh, this, Jesus just rose from the dead. It says here in verse 22, And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Right there, when Jesus rose from the dead, he's with all his buds, all the disciples and whatnot, and he breathes upon them and says, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now, this is before the book of Acts, where we're going to talk about tongues. This happened in the Gospels. That means it happened before people spoke in tongues. In this place right here, John 20, 22, is where people first got born again. 
He rose from the dead and he breathed upon them. And that meant the Holy Ghost came within these unregenerate men, women, and children. Boom, they were born again. So if you've never asked Jesus in your heart, we can take care of that at the end of the service. Hallelujah. And if you want to talk in tongues, you got to download the tongue talker. Hallelujah. And so we'll take care of that too. Cool. So anyway, so then moving over into the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Acts 1.8. I like my husband. He sounds so weird when he speaks in tongues. Um, he's just a total weirdo. Anyway, but, uh, you know, he speaks in tongues a lot. And so he says he goes over the scriptures about speaking in tongues a lot. So he's not just rattling something off. He's actually doing something in faith. Hallelujah. And it produces results. So Acts 1.8. Jesus said, he's getting ready to ascend on high. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Okay. So back there in uh, John 20.22. 20, he said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And what happened there, unregenerate men, women, and children had the Holy Spirit come within them. And they, yeah, within. They, the prepositional phrases here teach us a lot. The Holy Spirit came within them, and they were born again. But now he says, verse 8, you're going to receive, he's already talking to born again people here. He's getting ready to ascend. See, he's with his own on a mountain. People think all Jerusalem saw him ascend. No, they did not. And it says, in like manner, he'll come back. You know, there's an old, uh, did I already do that song, David Ingalls song? Uh, there's a whole lot of people going home by the time. In the twinkling of an eye, we'll all be gone. There's a whole lot of people going home. But in there he says, uh, uh, there will be blah, blah, blah. and he goes but they'll all be too busy going nowhere he's talking about the world they won't even notice that we're gone interesting things hallelujah he and this passage here keeps saying he was gathered with them not with jerusalem so in like manner he'll return i believe we'll see him by revelation actually we will witness him we will follow the inward witness until we witness him. Amen. And so in the old and so in that book of John, he breathed upon them and they became born again. The spirit came within. Now Jesus is talking about now to you born again guys that have the spirit within, the spirit's going to come upon. Verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. So he says that there. Now we're looking for citations of scripture to prove that it's scriptural to speak in tongues. You know, if it wasn't scriptural to speak in tongues, I wouldn't. Some people say, well, it's scriptural for women to cover their heads. Well, first of all, that would ruin my hair uh, when, when you prophesy. But see, we don't have enough scripture to support that because it was cultural. We major on the majors, we minor on the minors. So we have a ton of scripture that supports speaking in other tongues. So here's this first thing. He says, you're going to receive this power, dude. And then you go to Acts 2, 3, and 4. If you want to go there, you can, but you're going to have to be fast. Acts 2, 3, and 4. And the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. So we're looking to two to three witnesses of scripture to establish what we call as a doctrine. Welcome to Bible school. A doctrine is something you do. Did Adam have a belly button? 
I don't know and I don't care because the Bible is kind of interesting but the Bible doesn't talk about that so I don't major on that okay um, you know people get mad at me I got Christians coming my way what about tattoos and I'm like oh, what about just reading your Bible dude uh, wars fought over tattoos well you know my New Testament doesn't say that much about it so I don't care it does say stuff about faith. It says stuff about love. It says stuff about following the Holy Ghost. Dude. And if we major on these, people quit fighting about stupid stuff. Yes. Hallelujah. Acts 2, 3, and 4. I'm thinking about having my eyeliner tattooed and my lips. Would that be? Just wake up with a fake face. That's amazing. <laughs> Praise his name. <laughs> Acts 2, 3. A blow-up head or something, you know what I mean? Uh, asked, my husband talked about how awesome we'd have a regenerating donut hand. You just eat it, and, you, and then all of a sudden there's another donut. That's another <laughs> story for another time. Acts 2, 3. Then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire and sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Boom, there's a scripture. So continuing on, Acts 10, 46. It says here, uh, moving in through the book of Acts, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Boom, second witness of scripture. If they're doing it, we're supposed to be doing it. Amen. Acts 19.6. Acts 19.6. Moving through the New Testament. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Third witness of scripture that they spoke in tongues. That's enough for a doctrine. That means it's really not, it means you're not not supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it, okay? But we don't stop there. Further scriptural citations in the epistles. Romans 8, don't turn there. Romans 8, 26 through 28, that's an epistle. In the New Testament, it says, when we know not what to pray for as we ought. So, you know, if you don't know something, there's got to be something else. When we know not to pray for as, what as we ought, the Holy Spirit will go to make intercession for us with groanings or sounds too deep to be uttered in an articulate language. So there's a type of praying that doesn't come from your knower. It's coming from down here. Okay? Continuing on through the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says, He that speaks in a tongue speaks mysteries. Once again. It's talking about speaking in tongues, and it's talking about a type of prayer that's a mystery. So you, you have to have help to do that, right? Okay. So uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So right here, we see there's got to be another kind of praying for a Christian that doesn't just emanate from the brain. Okay? It's coming from somewhere else. Further scriptural support. I already got enough. Three scriptures I gave you in Acts, but we're moving on. So you can see contextual doctrine that talks about it. Amen. And you know, if there's doctrine in the New Testament for you to do something, it's not that God is just like, you know, that big floating head in the Wizard of Oz. Come forth, little man. With the cowardly lion, I would have jumped out the window too. Because I don't like a big green floating head that yells at me. I know it's cool, but it's not going to really help my life. So, uh, so with that, God's not like that. So anything he tells you to do in scripture, means it's going to bless you. Amen. Right. Come on. It's going to benefit you. 
great. So um, 1 Corinthians 14, 15. I will pray with the spirit and I'll pray with the understanding. Two types of praying. Two types of praying. So uh, the picture thingies, can we do that? Or is it not uh, able to now? Vince. Okay. Thank you, sir. I think the green one first. Yeah. Uh, so this is real important. I'm not going to go through it. I just loaded them on TikTok, though, and it's doing pretty good. Um, to study your Bible is the most important thing you can do regarding your prayer life. So how do you study your Bible? Well, you can take a picture of this or... I don't know. Uh, anyway, so uh, pray Ephesians. I can send the pictures to them so you have it if you want it. Pray Ephesians 1, 17 through 23 over yourself out loud. Then open your Bible and begin to read the epistles. Write down stuff that jumps out at you. Write down any scripture that jumps out at you and then dare to write down what you think God is saying to you about those scriptures. If you do that, your Bible will come alive and you'll just get all this revelation and know what God created you to do. Hallelujah. And so, <clears throat> hallelujah. I will pray with the Spirit and I'll pray with the understanding. There are epistle prayers you can pray. And dude, God will just answer those prayers. Hallelujah. You can pray Ephesians 1, 17 through 23 and attach it to a doctor's diagnosis. And God will show you how to walk out of that. You can attach it to finances. Uh, God, I don't know how to walk in financial prosperity. Attach it to the subject of prosperity. Father, I ask you for the spirit of I'm praying the prayer now. I ask you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you regarding prosperity. I ask that the eyes of my heart would be enlightened regarding prosperity. I said I would know the hope of your calling regarding prosperity. I said I would know the glorious inheritance that's on the inside of me regarding prosperity. I said I would know the exceeding greatness of your power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead regarding prosperity. I ask you, um, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, every name that's named, both now and in the ages yet to come, regarding prosperity. And you gave him to be head over the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, regarding prosperity. And God will start talking to you. Hallelujah. You don't got to try to figure it out. So that's, so why am I saying that? Because in 1 Corinthians 14, 15, another tongues scripture, technically, it says, I'll pray with the spirit and I'll pray with the understanding. So right here again, we're seeing the Bible is advertising that there's another kind of praying that happens apart from your brain knowing everything. And we should be very happy about that. I'll say it again. We should be very happy about that because your brain is just going to show you limitations. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Ghost, if you pray in the Holy Ghost, he will break those limitations and show you all kind of stuff you can do. Amen. Amen. Yes. And so Jude 20, another Freakorama scripture. Uh, you can look at Jude 20. Why are we going to Jude 20? I don't know. Let's do it. Jude 20. Jude 20 says here, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. This is like, okay, so again, this is scripture saying, what? Building yourself up on your most holy, on their most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You see, speaking other tongues will take the measure of the God kind of faith that you have in your heart. And if you continue to speak the word, which faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, cool. But then you mix that with speaking other tongues. Oh, and the Holy Ghost will cause you to abound in faith like you never have. Hallelujah. And so Mark 16, 17, go ahead and look at that one. Mark 16, 17. Mark 16, 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. And they will speak with new tongues. 
So the subject of speaking in tongues is scriptural. Don't ever let anyone tell you it's not. Don't ever tell the Baptist people that it's not scriptural to be born again, because, you know, we got that one scripture where Jesus breathed upon them. Plus, Jesus said you must be born again. That's awesome. Don't ever tell a Baptist it's not scriptural to be born again, because they know that. But don't ever let a Baptist tell you it's not scriptural to speak in tongues, because we got too much scripture. Amen? You with me? Okay, coolness. Good amen there. Hallelujah. So, uh... There are benefits to speaking in other tongues. So I just want to go through that a little bit, rip through there. So, uh, first of all, in 1 Corinthians 14, 16 through 18, it says when you speak in tongues, you give thanks well. Very interesting uh, in that if, if you've gotten a bad report from the doctor or something, and maybe you're just like, you know, you get that report and you're like, or, you know, a creditor calls, or, or someone hacked your, you know, Facebook account, you just like a deer in the headlights, man. And you don't even know what to say. You can start praying in other tongues. And the Holy Ghost will cause that measure of the faith to become homogenized, built up. And then you'll just slip into thanksgiving, which is always a measure of faith. It's always a man, an expression of faith. I just threw that out there for Word of Faith people. If you don't understand it, no worries. Hallelujah. Regarding physical healing. Now, Pastor Mary and I have been talking about this. Because my husband and I, we teach on prayer, but we never, ever, ever replace praying. We never, ever, ever replace saying with praying. You'll say it again. We never replace speaking the word of God with praying. Prayer comes after you know what to, there's so much. Uh, again, Romans 8 says, when we know not what to pray as we ought, the Holy Ghost will make intercession. So if you really want your tongues to take off, put the word first place. Amen. Uh, and I went through Lonnie knew Brother Hagin's stuff of how to hear from God. And that is, number one, meditate the word. That means find about 15 to 30 minutes a day where you just speak a scripture over yourself when you're driving, Right? Uh, I thank you, Father God, I got the mind of Christ. Doesn't look like it, but I thank you, I got the mind of Christ. Mm. I thank you, Father God. Don't watch out, though, if you get edified, you might break the speed limit. <laughs> but uh, I thank you, Father God. You're just going to speak the scriptures. You're not trying to make yourself be emotional. You're going to speak them, and the power of the scriptures will pick you up. So you drive to work. Say, 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 say. That's what meditate is. Say the word before you ever pray it. Hallelujah. And so you can just say all kinds of things. I thank you. I have the mind of Christ. I thank you, Father God. No matter what it looks like or feels like, I am your sheep. I know your voice, and I am following you. I thank you, Father, no matter what it looks like or feels like, uh, you are working in me both to will and to do of your good pleasure. I thank you, Father. Uh, even though my body feels a little weird this morning, let's see, you're driving me like, man, what's this guy going so slow for? Forgive me, God, and go right back again. <laughs> Amen. I thank you, Father. That spirit that actually raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. And that spirit is quickening, is making alive every cell in my body. Glory. I thank you, Father. You said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father. Uh, he was made poor that I, through that poverty, would be made rich. Don't try to figure it out. 
drive the whole way there. Just saying, not praying. Saying, not praying. When you do that, you're meditating the word and you're putting the word first. And then also uh, practice the word, Brother Hagin says. People are mean to you. Customer service representatives. Anyway, uh, I'm talking customer service representatives. I'm like, good Lord. Uh, You know, I'm sorry to say good Lord, but I'm just like, oh my God, they are so not helping me. (laughs) And I know I look like Karen. I'm the ultimate Karen. Hallelujah. But um, still. And then I get upset. I'm like, oh, are you in your mom's basement? Anyway, you can't say that. Anyway, but you know, you can get really frustrated. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, if you, and I've been doing that too. I've been putting the word first. I'm like, oh, I could say some awesome stuff that's really true and funny. But I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you for helping me. See, it's, it doesn't even look good, but I'm practicing the word. I'm practicing not strangling them. Praise God. I'm walking in love. Amen. Yeah, welcome to my life. That's a very loud amen. Um, put the word of God first place. And what does that mean? It means that when the doctor tells you you're going to die, you go, well, I'm going to put the word above that, and I'm going to say I'm going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Then and only then, instantly obey your spirit, for it's a safe guide then. Hallelujah. So, anyway, so with regard to healing... Before you ever start doing anything regarding healing, you go find your healing scriptures. Get yourself one or two healing scriptures. Not a million, one or two. You get those healing scriptures, and you take a screenshot of them. So if somebody says, what scriptures are you hanging on? You can tell them where in the Bible they are and quote it perfectly. Now, you don't have to do this, but I'm talking about healing. And so, why am I talking? Because we teach on prayer. But so much sloppy prayer goes on, it's not effectual at all. Why am I so loud? I don't know. But uh, saying and then praying, because that makes your life effectual. You get answers. So prayer is not your answer. The word is. Hallelujah. But these are the benefits of speaking other tongues. After you've spoke, so if somebody gives you a diagnosis, you go find your scriptures first. Do not start speaking other tongues. Go find your scriptures first. Find one or two scriptures, like the same, that the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. Look at the scripture. Because like I was quoting that, and the Lord's like, you're not quoting that like it's written. If the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will quicken, give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. See that run-on sentence there? Paul made sure by the Holy Ghost that you know He's in you. I mean, it's awesome. He's in me in this weird dress, but he's in you. Amen. So that's one of my scriptures. So I get that, and I look at that. Gonna look at it, too, and slide. And a lot of people like 1 Peter 2.24. By his stripes I was healed. And so a lot of people like that. If that's your scripture, then do it. We have one girl that just went through... Uh, tongue surgery she got some some tongue scriptures how find your scripture first find your scripture and start saying it for like 15 minutes okay and then after that you can go ahead and kick it over in tongues you are not asking god to heal you because he already did 2000 years ago watch your verb tense like that scripture that says by his stripes i was healed if i was healed i am healed 
And so we want to watch our verb tenses there. Even if it doesn't feel like it, even if you're bleeding like a house of fire, you say, by his stripes, I was healed. You find your scriptures first. But after you speak those scriptures, you can kick it over into tongues. Why? Well, James 3 says your tongue is so set amongst your bodily members that if you yield your tongue to the word or to the Holy Ghost praying in tongues, your tongue <clears throat> will rectify your body. Are you with me here? You're hooking your tongue up by faith with the Holy Ghost, the same one who raised Jesus from the dead. You're hooking your tongue up with the one who was on Jesus when he laid hands on people and they got healed. It was the Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from the dead. And so when you yield your tongue, and you can say that, Holy Ghost, now I'm yielding my tongue to you. And I thank you that you are quickening my body. You are causing the very nature of my body to be altered in James 3, it says. You are like a fire that's consuming any kind of sickness and disease in my body. And then you pray in tongues from there. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You're working in me. Hallelujah. By the Holy Ghost. Yes, Colovoto. What I do with my tongue changes my body right now. Be brave. And as you do that for maybe 15, 30 minutes, well, then this other thing will happen. The Holy Ghost will help you to believe for whatever promise your heart desires. Amen. Come on. Why do I know that? Now, I will have you look at this scripture, Mark 9, 24. I'm talking to people that speak in tongues. Mark 9, 24. An amazing scripture. So this father brought his child to the disciples, and they couldn't help the kid. But in Mark 9, 24, uh, well, we can look at... Uh, Verse 23, because the disciples didn't help the kid. So then he takes his child to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. That's great, right? If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. We know we already got a measure of the God kind of faith. Hey, the devil says you don't got no faith. Oh, no, the Bible says he's given unto every man the measure of the God kind of faith. You couldn't have gotten saved without it. Hallelujah. And if that measure of faith that came into you when you got saved, hallelujah, could get you saved, it can get anything else for you. Amen? The Bible doesn't call you an a unbeliever that needs to build up his faith. No, the Bible calls you a believer. You are a believer. You became one when you believed on the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So with that, though, uh, sometimes you just feel like, and we don't go by feelings, but uh, you're like, oh, man, like this here. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Uh, and at verse 24, the, I just love this. Because like this guy, he, God put him in the Bible. He had no idea that just by believing God in his situation, it would be heralded throughout the universe. Same thing with you when you believe God. Amen. Rewards aren't settled up here necessarily. But you do get a lot of uh, advantages that we're talking about today. But on the other side, he sees every time you exercise your faith. Amen. And it'll be heralded. And so here immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, With tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And you know what? Kid got delivered. He did help him. Yes. So I've had stuff where people tell me stuff. 
You know, a doctor tells me something. Or, you know, maybe I get afraid someone's talking about me or something like that. And I'll do my scriptures first. Hallelujah. God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Hallelujah. I got favor with man. But sometimes if I come to the end of that, I can say, God, help thou my unbelief. And F.F. Bosworth, who wrote one of the most powerful books on healing ever, he said, the Holy Ghost has been sent to help you to believe. For any promise God gives you, he's sent to help your faith to abound, to grab it. Hallelujah. And so I do my scriptures first. So do your scriptures. Don't even hit tongues without your scripture. And praying the Ephesians prayer first is a way to do the scriptures first. But, when, you know, but when you hit tongues then, hallelujah. I thank you, Father God. You're helping me. You're help building up my faith right now in accordance with you 20. I'm a believer. I can believe for anything. And maybe lay down on your bed and just keep speaking in other tongues. And you'll hear click, click. Well, your body will probably begin to relax like it never has. Click, click. Your sinuses will open up. Back might crack. Hallelujah. What's happening is he's working. And disease He's causing your body to not have dis-ease. But the ease, the peace, hallelujah, the power of God is welling up on the inside of you. Amen. And so then from there, and then, oh, 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 peace and joy starts to come upon you. And in the middle of that, you know, because when you're in fear, you're like, ah. But then all of a sudden when you're getting out of fear, it might be like, ah, ah, ah. Hey, I wonder if Amazon's still got those cute socks. <laughs> All of the sudden, a new thought comes. That's not about that disease. That's not about that poverty. That's not about that situation. Why? Because the Holy Ghost clearing it away. Holy Ghost working on it. Holy Ghost giving you peace and joy. Holy Ghost putting the helmet of salvation on your head. So those thoughts can't get through them anymore. He helped you do it. Hallelujah. Are you with me here? We're talking about the practical benefits of speaking in tongues. Uh, he'll help you to believe for any promise. Soul winning. You get baptized in the Holy Ghost, and it, it totally jacks up your witness. What do I mean? Are you going to get more like, Rah! No. I mean, like, you're walking around because you're a spirit, and now you got the Holy Ghost living in an overflow through you through speaking in tongues. So people that are not born again, even though they're spirits, they're darkened spirits, and they might be acting all cool around you, but you come in with that spirit alive like that, and their darkened spirits puts on sunglasses. Wow, what is that? And no matter what you say to them, it becomes a witness to them. Right. Hallelujah. Uh, rest and refreshing. I talked to you just that about right now. You know, you having trouble falling asleep? Find a scripture first. Find, do we understand you have to go to get a scripture first? Otherwise, Holy Ghost got nothing to build up on you. He gives his beloved sleep. Hallelujah. Take that scripture, even though your eyes are like, <laughs> say that scripture, and then say, oh, this is the rest, and this is refreshing. We're referring to First, uh, first Corinthians 4.21 and Isaiah 28.11. Uh, with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people. This is the rest and this is the refreshing. Amen. Hey, but you start with the scripture, right? right. You start with the scripture. Amen. He gives his beloved sleep. You know, you're like this. 
You're like, okay, Mr. Devil, you're bothering me. I'm going to go just say the scripture and pray in other tongues. And like we were saying, the devil will just knock you out. He'll leave you alone here. He'll go f sleep so long. You have to believe God someone doesn't come and take your liver. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, an amazing scripture. He that knew no sin literally became sin so that you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Never fight with sin. Don't do it. <laughs> just walk around, drive around saying, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Even if your hand's reaching for too much alcohol, if it's reaching for too much drugs, if it's reaching for more hardcore pornography, if you're a Christian, just start saying, I, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Amen. Jesus. And the devil will say, how can you say that? Because the word says it. And just like a sickness and disease, I don't fight with my knee when it's acting up. Sin's the same way. Yes. Don't even fight with it, dude. Just start saying that. Hallelujah. And he'll eat you out of it. And then you won't become all pharisaical. Oh, I would never do that sin. Well, you'll just be like, dude, the Lord totally helped me. I'll help you too. Amen. So easy. Hallelujah. Uh, praying out the will of God for your life. So what we do is we give very simple examples here. Uh, when speaking in other tongues, you're the one doing the speaking. It is not the Holy Ghost throwing up through you. It is not the Holy Ghost uh, picking you up and throwing you around the room. No. The way you got saved is you went up and confessed something with your mouth. Speaking in tongues is the same way. Nobody ever spoke in tongues apart from their will in an act of faith. You open your mouth and give it some sound, and then the Holy Ghost will give you an utterance. You do the speaking. I don't care what people are. You do the speaking. And that's why a lot of times is we have people that at times they'll wait around. Well, I'm waiting around to feel, you know, the thing before I speak in tongues. Well, you're going to be waiting a long time because you can just hit it in faith. All right, we'll go over to those scriptures real quick here. Hallelujah. You do the speaking. Amen. So it says here, don't turn there, but first, you got this recorded. First Corinthians 14, 2. He that speaks in an unknown tongue, he is the subject, not the Holy Ghost. A human is. And then the Holy Ghost will give you an utterance. First Corinthians 14, 15. I will pray with the Spirit. See, the human does the speaking, and the Holy Ghost gives you utterance. Now, make no mistake, as you yield on over to the Holy Ghost by <clears throat> doing little natural things, lifting your voice so your ears can hear it, enunciating your prayer syllables, which is very embarrassing, but it's an act of faith. Come on. So I can pray like this, but if I want to blow it out, I go, yes, so, hey, paradora. L.A. is a consoturman geche. Hebrew saturman. Hey, So see, like that's way more expressive. <laughs> and it's an act of faith. Hallelujah. I'm doing the speak. Well, did the Holy Ghost just come on you make you do that? No, I did it. I chose to do it. That's why when people get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you know, a lot of times there's music and fog machines and all this stuff, you know. But um, I'm yelling at them, go! <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> and then they start speaking, and I go, stop! And they're like, <gasps> and they're trying to stop because maybe they're crying or something like that, you know. And I go, go again! And they go, oh, sick of the Very clinical, very black and white. 
so that they can see when they leave my service, they can do it at will. Hallelujah. Don't wait around for some music, dude. Don't wait for a fog machine. Don't wait for a bunch of Pentecostal women to rub your head bald. Just do it by faith. Hit it. That's right. So anyway, Acts 2.4. They began to speak as a spirit. See, these humans. Uh, Acts 10.46. For they heard them speak with tongues. It was humans. <laughs> it's not a human. You better get out of there. Acts 19.6. <laughs> they spoke with tongues. Mark 16.17. They that believe, they will speak with new tongues. This is why so many people don't ever get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Because they're waiting for something to overcome them. They take that one scripture that says, Jesus said, tarry in the upper room. That's only one time he ever said, wait around. And that was when the dispensation was changing. That's not enough scripture to tarry and wait around. No, here's what you do. If you want to get someone baptized in the Holy Ghost, you just throw all the tongue scripture at them. Rapid fire. And they'll, their face will look like this. <laughs> they'll be maybe thinking about Walmart or those socks on Amazon. But you just keep pummeling them with the scriptures. Because you're not talking to their head anyway. You're shoving scriptures. And as you shove scriptures at them, the Holy Ghost goes, yeah, I can build faith in them now. And so he builds all this faith like a big pile of wood. And then you just tell them, go! Give some sound, amen? And here comes the fire. Hallelujah. And they just get baptized the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Open your mouth. Move your tongue around and give it some sound. It did children's being one time. And uh, so I had this big mouth with a big uh, king-size red sheet hanging out of it. And they go, see, the Holy Ghost will get in your tongue. See, when I do that, people go, oh. And uh, I told the kids, I said, when you get up here now, open your mouth, move your tongue around and give it some sound. And so I lined them all up, you know. And I go, Go! Like, and they went like this. Ah. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Here they start speaking in their tongues. And see, in that book, Tongues Beyond the Upper Room, Pastor Mark Garver said the byline of that book says everything you ever want to know about tongues. He's like, well, that's a pretty, that sounds pretty presumptuous to say that. He said, I read the book. It says it really is everything you'd want to know about speaking in tongues. One thing Brother Hagen or Kenneth Hagen, E. Hagen said, I'm sure Kenneth W. Hagen says it too, is that uh, he's never seen anyone fail to receive who opened their mouth wide in the prayer line. Boom! God just takes that act of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have a guy in our church. Um, he's awesome. His name's Jesse. And uh, he's a fisherman. He goes fishing in the ocean all the time, lakes. We talk about fishing all the time. So we were doing prayer school, like right before I left. And, you know, he's not, you know... He's not like, you know, hello, how are you? He's just like, kind of sits there, you know what I mean? He's like, guy's guy, you know what I mean? And so after, after service, he's like, well, I was wondering about, you know, speaking in tongues. And I go, oh, okay. And, uh, and so I start talking to him, I'm like, uh-oh. As I start talking to him, he hear all the scriptures, and I see, you can see the Holy Ghost just trying to come up here. And he starts going, me, and I'm like, Dude, open your mouth! You know what I mean? It's like the Holy Ghost starts moving like that. And they're like, why are you rolling your lips under? Why are you rolling your, to your toes under? Open it and give it some sound. Yes, it's going to sound totally weird. But who cares? Hallelujah, you do it. Hallelujah. 
and sure enough, boom, he just busts right open. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's very easy to get people baptized in the Holy Ghost when you do it scripturally. Amen. If all you do is tell them your experience, well, I had an experience. Um, well, the white fog came in the room, and I saw blue light, and I know how Michael dresses the archangel. I know he has tin shoes. Whatever, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's true, but there's no doctrine in there. Dude, there's no scripture in there. You just shove all the scripture in there. And even if they look at you like, I don't even know what you're talking about. They don't know up here. But then they open their mouth, start speaking, and boom, you get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Don't share your experience. Shove the word in them. Rapid fire. Hallelujah. And so, uh, yeah. So another reason you want to speak in other tongues is because you pray out. Um... I just want to see what in order it was in here. Oh, it would be the last page. So when you do that and you enunciate your prayer language, it's going, to be, it's going to be totally embarrassing, but it will go through all kinds of different prayer languages. Like I'll enunciate my prayer language and it'll go into a French dialect. That's very interesting. Whatever. And, uh, or it might go into an Italian one. Or you might have what happens in Acts chapter 2 where you're actually speaking in another language. I was praying with the Keatons one time and she said I kept praying out the word for castle and that's where they ended up living in a part of the city called the castle. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost will just shoot wild words out of your face. And um, some are funny to make you laugh. Because you know what? If you're bummed out, he wants you to have joy. Right? Amen. So like my husband one time, he was praying in a prayer meeting. And uh, I didn't know him. And I'm like, oh, man, what? that guy is so weird. And so anyway, I have my microphone up there. And he, <laughs> he's walking around going, wily. Wily. I'm like, He's not saying Wiley Coyote, is he? Oh, my God, help me. But because the demonstration was getting so strong, it's like the Holy Ghost wanted me to put a microphone in his mouth. And so he's going, Wiley, Wiley. And so finally, at the room for Ramagrads, they go, uh, do you know what you were praying? He goes, yeah, I do. He goes, I kept praying Wiley Coyote. And I go, oh, my God. He just said Wiley. Does anyone know who Wiley Coyote is here? If you don't, you need to Google it. Hallelujah. Uh, from the Roadrunner cartoon. I'm like, and how does that apply to prayer tonight? <laughs> and he goes, well, this is the deal. He goes, I kept praying out, Wiley Coyote. And he goes, as I did that, all of a sudden these thoughts came to my mind. That the church at large and Christians are like the Roadrunner. Man, they're just going down. Woo! They're just running down the plan and purpose of God. Hey! And every now and then, they'll stop, and there's the devil, like Wiley Coyote. He would have these wild, uh, uh, what would you call them? Wild what? I don't know why I'm looking at you for it. What? <laughs> Traps, which is a scriptural word. Look at you. Maybe I'll share my offering with you. No, no. Anyway, <laughs> hallelujah, I'm joking. Traps is perfect word. Yeah, so the roadrunner, woo, it's like church running down. Hey, and he stops and looks at something. Well, there's Wiley Coyote. He's got, usually it's from Acme Company, and it's an anvil. Whew, where do you get, where do you get anvils? Anyway, he, he's got, oh, right. He's got an anvil hanging there, and so there, you know, oh, it's a trap. <laughs> and, all, and so the Wiley Coyote's like, ah, and all of a sudden the roadrunner goes beep, beep, and runs away. 
And that stupid old devil or wily coyote goes down to find out why it didn't work. And what happens? The anvil falls on him, or it might be a bomb. And the way they used to do bombs in cartoons, just a big black bowling ball with like a candle lit. You know what I mean? And so the bomb would go, boom, and just blow Wiley Coyote up. And that's what Lonnie was really praying. He, he kept praying, Wiley Coyote, boom. And he goes, oh. And so when he shared that story in prayer that night, I'll tell you, people went nuts. They started running and dancing and shouting. It brought the victory into the room. And it helped me preach this morning. Now, the other thing is when you enunciate those syllables, you, you don't know what's going to come out of your face. Hallelujah. So I was praying, and uh, my syllables kept forming a word called Kilgore. Now, the other orange, uh, the, the orange picture thing, Vincent, um, just a simple prototype for prayer. Pray Ephesians 1, 17 through 23 at the beginning of your prayer time. Pray in English as far as you can. Then kick it over into tongues. But when you kick it over into tongues, really enunciate that prayer language. And at the end of your prayer time, write down stuff that you thought of. Or that you prayed out. You don't have to know what it means. But the Holy Ghost starts confirming things. So one time I was praying, and the, the syllables kept saying, Kilgore, Kilgore, Kilgore. I'm like, mm, what's that? Well, Lonnie had things happen with his eyes. He's been believing God for his eyes. Uh, he was born prematurely and uh, was put in an oxygen tent, and it damaged the retina. And so he's always had trouble with his eyes. Well, uh, what happened was, I believe, uh, he you know, been standing robustly for his eyes. And uh, so uh, he goes, you know what? There's something with my eyes. Oh, that's what it was. It was a type of a surgery where the, that lazy eye would be corrected. And uh, another thing, they put lenses in his eye. Anyway, it's a surgery they don't usually do on adults. Uh, it's usually a kid's thing. So um, he, I go, well, you know what? What about Dr. Kilgore? We had met this guy named Dr. Kilgore before in Arkansas. And uh, he goes, oh, I go, I'm going to call them. So I called Dr. Kilgore. Sure enough, he does that surgery. Hallelujah. And so he ended up flying there. Pastor paid for his hotel, just took care of him. Hallelujah. Kilgore came out in my prayer language. Hallelujah. And so uh, while the doctor was in there putting these lenses in and stuff, he goes, so you had uh, laser surgery, huh, on your retina? And he goes, no. He goes, yeah, you have. You've had some kind of surgery on your retinas. And I said, I've never had any surgery at all. And we've heard this before. We have another lady in our church. They, every time she goes to the doctor, they go, what weird thing did he tell you now, Marilyn? And she goes, well, today I went there, and the doctor said, did you have surgery to change the large veins in your brain? She goes, no. He goes, well, they're changed. And so, you know, you just believe God. Hallelujah. I guess the Holy Ghost did some laser surgery for Lonnie, but also helped him to walk it out step at a time till that eye looks great. Hallelujah. Other things, you heard me praying right here. L.A., L.A., L.A. We know what that is. It's Los Angeles. Hallelujah. The city of the angels. Hallelujah. We're believing for a move of God there. Hallelujah. Amen. One time, uh, Lonnie was praying, and he was praying in tongues, and the words, Eli heard, Eli saw. Eli heard, Eli saw. He's like, what's that? I wonder what that is. Well, we go back, and he goes, I better go find out what Eli heard, and Eli saw in the Bible. He knew of an Eli, you know what I mean? And so he went and looked at it, and got a whole sermon. Now, I've been praying, uh, so weird, Iliad, the Iliad. I probably need to go look that up. Homer's writings of the Iliad and the Odyssey. 
And so I'm like, why would I even look at that? You know, was that, is it Greek mythology or something? Does anyone even know Homer's writings? Anyway, the more I read my Bible, it refers to Homer at different times in the scriptures when people say things. So he must have been a real trendy person back there or something. Do you understand? No, but it's got a benefit in my life for some reason. Hallelujah. Now, also it helps to pray out the plan of God for the body of Christ. Because the church is not called to just get up every morning, go to work, go to Walmart, go home. The church, now churches believe this, but this one does. Uh, the church is to find out what faith is and how it works. The church is called to have believe in the believer's authority. Now, out there in California, there's tons of Christians. Don't ever let anyone tell you there aren't. Born-again Christians. But when it comes to the subject of faith and the believer's authority, oh, they draw a line. So they will not be used in praying out events, probably. Events that uh, praying out plans and purposes that curtail the, the, uh, the plans of the devil and uh, grace that makes it uh, the whole things available for labors to be sent to win the lost. So, um, trying to finish up here. We were talking about this. My husband's been praying the word Korea now for 20 years. He says, weird. It comes out in tongues, and I never pray north or south. He goes, I'm wondering if it's going to come back together again. And then I was just at a meeting last week where Mary Fran, a minister, she just said Korea, didn't say north or south. These things are very interesting. Now, my husband was also speaking other tongues. A lot of people prayed out 9-11 before it happened. Now, 9-11 was a bad event, but the number of people that were not present in those buildings at the time, that you'll never stop everything, but you can stop some stuff. Hallelujah. My husband prays in tongues all the time, and because of that, the supernatural leanings come much stronger. And so he's praying in other tongues, and my husband, has, when he was doing this, he was installing it windshields. You know what I mean? He's sitting there, you know, just doing what a guy does. But under his breath, he's praying in tongues, changing the world. And so he said as he was going around doing that, praying in other tongues, all of a sudden this phrase just kind of come up on the inside of him. Lord, I plead the blood over my family. Lord, I plead the blood over my family. Now that's a scriptural premise, but he had never done that like that before. Just found himself saying that. See, when you speak in other tongues, that's an act of faith. And you open up that portal for him to shoot anything else out of there that he needs to. Like direction, answers, right? So he's praying in other tongues and just kind of finds himself. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over my family. Say he did that for six months. And then one day, somebody blew up the Murrah building in, I believe it was Oklahoma City, wasn't it? Oklahoma City bombing. So Lonnie's sister and his nieces and nephews were supposed to be in that building on that day. She ran the daycare, and his nieces and nephews were supposed to be in that daycare that day. Did it stop the bombing? You're not going to stop everything. But, you know, it makes a big difference what you believe. You know what I mean? First of all, for your own life. You know what I mean? And then second of all, for the lives of others. Like I said, with 9-11, I minister in New York. Lonnie and I minister in New York quite a bit. And the, the church we go to in Yonkers had no bad news from 9-11, you know? And I'm, you know, they didn't. Hallelujah. And so because of that, on the day the Murrah building got blown up, his sister got caught up vacuuming and just didn't go in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
You're not going to change everything, but you will change some stuff. When I was at Rama, the thing that really hit me the hardest was I went to prayer school, and they just kept praying about Russia in 1988. I'm like, you know, there's other countries that have cuter clothes, because at that time, it was under communistic rule, and everyone just dressed, and they're all, you know, there's cuter countries. But uh, they kept praying that Ephesians prayer, speaking the word, and they kept praying about Russia. And then between 80, 89, 90, the wall came down. Nobody knew how the wall came down, but it came down. And what happened there? All kind of things happened. You know, they pushed Lenin's statue over. Uh, but then labor started flooding in there. Don't take your news from the news. Take your news from God. Hallelujah. He's doing things in this world that people don't even know about, but he'll give you a little clue if you start praying like this. Hallelujah. The news will go this way, saying all this stuff. But you'll follow the Holy Ghost, and he'll go, let's go this way. I'm doing stuff over here. Hallelujah. And God will cause you to pray out plans, purposes, and pursuits for the church world. Hallelujah. For labors to be sent, for people to get saved. And he will guard your family. And he will cause you to prosper when everyone else is broke. Hallelujah. And if you lose your job, no worries. You're speaking another time. He got a better one for you. Hallelujah. How do we know this? <laughs> because our knower knows that when we pray in tongues, we pray mysteries. And then we know all things work for good to those that are called according to his purpose. You don't got a note up here, dude. Just do it down here. Because we already do know we speak in tongues. We're praying out mysteries. Hallelujah. So we're almost at the top of the hour here. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, here's this other one. This is a really good scripture, too. And I didn't have time to, to say how to lead people in the baptism. It's, like, way easy, and I can leave this with them if you want it. Hallelujah. But uh, the last two scriptures that, like, kill it. So I'm not going to miss them. Ah. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. Paul said, I would that you all speak with tongues. Amen. 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Do not forbid to speak with tongues. So don't forbid yourself. Amen? It's scriptural. Forget about it. Amen? I don't know where that's from. Is that from Goodfellas? I don't know. Forget about it. Hallelujah. It's scriptural. Hallelujah. So we want to do it. If you go ahead and stand to your feet right now at your chair, hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray a prayer. If you do not speak in tongues and you want to, just come up here real quick and we'll take care of business. TCB. Hallelujah. If you do speak in tongues, please stand up and start lifting your voice in other tongues. Hallelujah. I need to hear you up here. You'll even find that your prayer language is stronger. Ha, 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 ha. Go ahead and exercise that dude out. Keep lifting your voice. In the summer, there's a machine, a change of the body. Keep lifting that voice. We worship you, Lord. An angel in the combate, no combatants of the foundry, in the foundry of the forged in the steel. 
Yes! Keep lifting your voice. Do not peter out of me. Glory to God. Listen to the hum. Now, if anybody does not speak in tongues and you want to, come on up here. Everybody else, keep lifting your voice. Hallelujah. Anybody at all? Hallelujah. Come on up. Keep praying. Angelic assistance, Father God. Keep lifting your voice. You salavatolovoto. Glory alavaso. I thank you. The blood of Jesus paid for me to be able to speak in tongues. Yase say so so maniva. Oobs of the vapade kolapareveje. Keep praying. Yes, heviatormana. Yes, heviotarapacha. So what we're going to do is we're going to do this right now. Hallelujah. Because this is online too, right, Pastor Bruce? Okay, so I want everyone in the room to do this. Keep your hands up. Hallelujah. I want you to repeat after me. Say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I heard all those scriptures. I heard all those scriptures. Now, if you're online, do this at home where you are. Say it again. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I heard all those scriptures. I heard all those scriptures. That that girl just said. I may not understand it, but by faith, I decide to believe it. I believe it. I believe it's your will for me to speak in tongues. Okay, let's hold on right here. Uh, now we're going to do another thing. Y'all going to pray it out loud so that people don't feel stupid. Say this. Say, thank you. I ask you, Father God. Uh, I thank you, Father God. Jesus said... You must, be born again. you must be born again. So for those that aren't born again, and I'm going to pray the prayer again, I say, Father God, I ask you to send Jesus into my heart. I believe I must be born again. Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. Change me. And now I believe. With that quick prayer. I'll say it again. With that quick prayer. I called on the name of the Lord. That means I'm saved. Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. I'm a Christian now. And the Holy Ghost lives in me. Now breathe in real deep. Good, and breathe out. Now we go back to the baptizer in the fire. So Father God, I just became a Christian. The Holy Ghost lives in me. The breath of God lives in me. And now I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I thank you. I speak with tongues. I thank you. I speak with tongues. I thank you. I speak with tongues. Now breathe in as deep as you can. Breathe out. Open your mouth and give it a little bit of sound as we all go. Go! A little bit of sound. Keep going. Keep going. 
louder. Good job, good job, good job. Hallelujah. Keep on good. Hey, keep going. Lift your voice. Ha, ha, ha. Stretch it out. Glory in the vaso levoto. Glory a la vez elevatro. Ha, ha, ha. Keep praying. Good job. Yeah, okay. Keep going and don't look over here. <laughs> Turn my mic off. It's so gross. Okay. Just open your mouth and give it some sound. Go ahead. I think I can. You, you give it a little bit. It's just it's crazy. Hallelujah. Go ahead and open your mouth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can, there's the Holy Ghost is on you. Hallelujah. You can just open your mouth and give it a little bit of sound. That move, that, the way your lips are moving, that's it. Go ahead, sweetie. It's silly. That's okay. That's it, though. That's it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, keep going. Keep going. Don't look over here. It's Kabacha. A little bit louder, sir. It's a Menchevacho call. Just some sounds. Elevoso, levosa, leva. Papa, papa, sota, papa, teko, posa, pacha. Keep going. It's a pacha, paka, do, papa, sopa. That's it, right there. Meso, pacha. That's it. It is also my microphone is covered. It sounds funny. Easy, they should know tabata, tabata. There you go. There you go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Echo, pop, gin. Keep praying and don't look over here. <laughs> good, good, good. good. Now stop for a minute, sir. Everybody else, keep praying. <laughs> go again. There you go. See, it gets stronger when you just start again. Yes, Keep on going. That's it, sir. Glory to God. Keep going. You moving your mouth? Come on. Let me hear. Only sounds. It's going to be weird. That's it right there. Just keep going. It sounds weird. Good. It's funny. It's funny. It's different than his. Stop for a minute. Everyone else, keep praying. Go again. It's just little sounds. That is it. Hallelujah. You do it yet? Hallelujah. You did. Oh, sorry. Don't look over here. Keep going. Hallelujah. Lift your voice in the congregation. What? Dude. I'm sorry. Keep going. Dude. Go again. Go again by faith. But go again by faith like that. Go again. Go. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Go. Everybody else, keep praying. How long do you watch Netflix? Pray that long. Hallelujah, beautiful. So cool. Hallelujah. Go ahead and start up again. Look how you can just do it on your own. Hallelujah. And stop for a minute. And go again. I know, it's funny. Do it again. Go again. Go again, sir. Good. There you go. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now everybody in the congregation, let's lift our hands. Give him a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Now, let's all say this. I thank you, Lord. I spoke with tongues. I can speak in tongues. Devil, shut up. I thank you. I'll speak in tongues the rest of my life. Hallelujah. Give him a shout. Ready? Get set. Go. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we're at eight minutes after, but I think Pastor will forgive me. Hallelujah. Um, I'm concerned about literature, though. Do you have white tongues or anything? Uh, yeah. You do? Okay. Because um, there are some certain individuals I wanted to... Uh, uh, have you ever spoken in tongues before? First time? She's tearing up Jack. It was awesome. Her and all four of these individuals. Hallelujah. Uh, and what's your name, sir? Stan. Stan? What a good name. Hallelujah. Had you spoken in tongues before tonight? But it's loud and clear, dude. And what's your name, sir? Josiah. Josiah. It really was blowing the doors off. It was so awesome. Hallelujah. And what's your name there in the cute black jacket I almost bought, borrowed because I didn't want people reading my dress? What's your name? I'm sorry? Yolanda. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Uh, she did. Hallelujah. But it is embarrassing, but welcome to Christianity. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go ahead and give you these. Hallelujah. Just a mini book. Uh, and I gave you a ton of scripture. But Hallelujah. Here's a backup. These are me. You do good. Here you go, sweetie. Here you go, sweetie. Hallelujah. And uh, you did so good. Hallelujah. You did so good. Hallelujah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> but she did so good. Amen. She's a catalyst. Hallelujah. So cool. Amen. Hallelujah. Josiah is a super freak, man. I like him. Hallelujah. That's a compliment coming from me. I mean, I don't <laughs> All right. Well, we thank God for you all. Hallelujah. Come to Tuesday night prayer, dude. And just keep practicing at home, man. It'll get wilder and wilder. Hallelujah. And the inward witness of things going on will get stronger and stronger. Amen? Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Pastor, your pulpit. Hallelujah. Can I have mercy for going 